Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Q. And me, Roger Bell West. Um, in England now, it is uh, cold and wet and we've had... Um, the sun will never return. He's, he's feeling a bit down. We've done the bit about what to do when the evil overlord takes over your, your land, haven't we? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll skip politics and go on to what we're actually going to talk about uh, uh, this month. Uh, what have we got? War. What is it good for? Especially the first one. The first world one. Yes, war. Yes. And also trust. Who can you? Who should you? And what happens when you don't? What happens when you do? Yeah, trust ribbon is a terrible thing. First, our good friends at the Bundle of Holding continue to send us notice of their stuff, and we continue to mention it when we think it's interesting. And Roger has found something interesting in the current availability. Yeah, it's... um, I should say, first of all, that if if you do find this interesting, go out and buy it right now, because the offer ends tomorrow, and when this is broadcast. Cutting it Um, very fine there. the, The Infinity RPG, which is basically... Um, Modiphius did mm. the Star Trek RPG a year or two ago. Yeah. And this is basically a tweak of that system, mm-hmm. which they call 2D20. But it's um, it's not... I, I had vaguely hoped it might be genericized, but it's not very because this is the official RPG of the Corpus Belli SF Skirmish game. Okay. And uh, what is fun about Corpus Belli and now about uh, Infinity? I've no idea what's fun about Corvus Belly. Um, and th- this thing doesn't start well because it, it's got 21 credited writers just, just, <laughs> just for the core book. It's got six pages of background and 14 pages of history before you actually find out what you do. <laughs> However, it's got some interesting ideas. Um, the basic thing is you, you have an attribute. Yeah. Let, let's, let's just say um, your intelligence if you're doing a technical type thing. Yeah. And you have a you're rolling dice, normally two of them, two d twenty, against that attribute, and anything that is that attribute or lower is a success. Mm-hmm. And the difficulty of the task is how many successes you need. This can be more than two. Mm-hmm. There are ways around that. One one is a focus, which is basically I'm especially good at this skill, which which is a separate number which is lower than your attribute. Yeah. So if one of your if your one of your dice is that or less, you get a bonus success. And what they're trying to do here, I think, is make a difference between the chance of getting it at all yeah. and the chance of doing it well. Okay. Which is, you know, m- most game systems I know, all the, all the others I can think of offhand, don't really make that distinction. If you are very good at electronics, yeah, then that's just what you do. Anyway, um, there you, you can get dice from other things. Um, friends helping you, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's very much encouraged to get get people to specialise and then then help each other. Yeah, with things. That, that's the Star Trek influence, I think. And you you've got a lot of narrative tools. It feels sometimes as if it's trying trying to be fate without being fate. Because uh-huh. you you've got momentum. Um, spe- if if you get spare successes, you could you can spend them immediately on doing the job faster. Yeah, or you can save them to be to be bonus dice on the next task. And this this is a pool across the party. Okay. okay, I'm still not quite sure how you run run this off two two dice, but 
Okay. If if you needed one success and you rolled two, yeah, then you got a momentum point. Okay. The yeah, but you're not you're not telling me you uh, you can spend that momentum point on bonus dice and things for. Okay. Okay. Mechanics. Um, You're defined in terms of stats and skills or what? Yeah, skills are mostly binary. You have the skill and then its effective value is equal to the governing stat. Okay. Which is, as far as I can see, the way that D&D does it, and a lot of relatively simple systems do. Hmm. Um, Yeah, what you do seems to be basically investigative, which I think is a sensible solution because, Mm -hmm. let's face it, if you wanted to play a game about shooting people, you could play the miniatures game. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're, they're trying to tie this in. Uh, there, there is actually a lot of interesting background because the game's been going for a while. It's got these factions, mm-hmm. 10 or 12 or something of them. In, in theory, the, the way they, they, they get a bit cagey about this, but as far as I can see, what they, would, what they expect you to do is have a party of mixed factions all working for the, the, the one secret Black Ops blah. Yeah. And your faction may well give you a thing that they want to achieve quite in addition to the mission. Right. So troubleshooters, but not quite as funny. Troubleshooters, but not sabotaging the mission. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Get, get the job done. Um, get, get this guy out of the clutches of the crime syndicate. But at the same time, see if you can get hold of the blackmail material that got him into those clutches because we could use it. As a system, it looks reasonably smooth. I mean, it, it's got all these messing about with the narrative things. You, you've got these momentum and heat points, and you've also got infinity points, which are even niftier. Um, it's got a life path, so character generation will take a while. Yeah. On the other hand, um, it's it's got a, what I think one might call a, a generic conflict system. So you know, having a gunfight mm-hmm. and having, having a um, computer hacking fight and having a social interaction... Run off basically the same. all the same yeah. core mechanic with with tweaks. And it looks interesting. I mean, I I've, I certainly wouldn't buy it at full price, um, uh, but it's at the bundle of holding price. They, they, they've got some interest, interesting settings. They, they, they've got a um, reformed Islam faction, which I'm not entirely convinced by, but but it's at, le- at the very least useful for for my own reformed Islam faction in a different game world. Hmm. That sort of thing. That's yeah. Is this near future, far future, medium future? Um, medium future, but far far enough that nobody's really too worried about. I mean, lo- lots of things have come and gone between here and there. Yeah. There's also uh, this stuff called silk, which basically s- serves as Ethernet for cells. Well, hum- that, that's as in human body cells. Oh. So if, if you, you can externally, I assume there's security on this, I haven't dug into it that far. Yeah. Tell yourselves what to do and what to change into, and so on. Mm. So, so, so people, yeah. You know, in practice, what is what is this going to mean? People look like tigers. They they always want to look like tigers. It's true that uh, that the being stripy and having claws is is is, uh, is a consummation devoutly to be wished. But g- given, I mean, a lot of miniatures settings that aren't designed for role playing, or I should say, war game settings that aren't designed for role playing. Yeah are quite happy to throw in everything, because particularly when you have a bunch of different factions, you want each faction to be distinctive. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about this one specifically now, but it, it's quite common to see, oh, well, this, this is the biotech faction, this is the we-are-all-desperately-networked faction, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And what that means for the game is that there's an awful lot of stuff here, and if there, if there is any standard SF trope that you want to steal, there's probably mechanical support for it in here. And the, the setting is interesting. I'm not 
enthused by it to the point I wanted to start a new game. But there's plenty. If, but I could very easily see using this as a generic engine as well. Hmm. All right. Well, I must admit, I feel I I do not feel deeply tempted, but I will. Uh, I'll bow to my colleague's opinion, and we'll move on to the next thing. Another bundle of holding thing I'd like to mention, though it was announced after our recording session, is the One Ring. Now, this isn't a new offer, but the One Ring as a product line is going to cease to exist really very soon, so this is your last chance to get it at a discount, and quite probably your last chance to get it at all. Now, I've not actually played it, but that's Tolkienian fantasy isn't really my thing, which is why Mike should have challenged me to run some. Oh, on the other hand, people who do like Tolkienian fantasy tend to reckon this is a pretty good implementation of it. Onward. I've been working hard on the challenge which you heard uh, Roger put to me last time, mostly by sweating hard, uh, scribbling things on bits of paper and moaning a lot. Yes, traditional. Yeah. And it has taken my mind back to uh, my last midwinter StabCon, where I ran a session of uh, uh, Bluebeard's Bride. Mm-hmm. which is a game um, sort of powered by the Apocalypse style about um, being the bride of Bluebeard and uh, and yielding or not to the temptation of going to that lot room which you've been told not to go to and um, seeing what's really in there or not. Um, it's a weird game, and I'm not sure I handled it terribly well. That, that's the one that has d- the multiple players as aspects of the single actual yeah. character's personality, isn't it? And uh, and you and you sh- shift the focus from one aspect being at the, at the at the front and running things, whilst the others bicker in her ear, um, <laughs> to another. And I, as I say, I'm not sure I grasped hold of it terribly well. However, it strikes me that this is. Um, a genericizable um, setup, and it can be run with more than one person with a party over the issue of trust. Who do you trust? How do you make people ambiguous about trust? Um, and how how do you how do you run the climax when the issue of trust? Is resolved because uh, in the Black Bluebeard's Bride is. I must remember not to call it Blackbeard's Bride. Bluebeard's mm. Bride is um, because that's a whole different kettle of pirates. Does it involve dual wielding pistols? It probably involves people swinging from swinging from uh, from lines. Be this as it may, um, it, it, it's a one-off. You don't uh, you don't carry on in that world. After the after the truth is yeah, revealed, the, the, or the point is that that single narrative. Yeah. Um, so, what? How do we introduce the um, issue ambiguous trust? Well, I, I I start looking at this from the point of view of mythologies. Okay, go on. Be, because the, because those will feed into the way the players think about things, and in in both Christianity or at least. Um, the Old Testament side of it, and Greek mythology. 
um, when somebody says, do not ever do this harmless looking thing, mm. it is a setup for failure. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as stories about wishes are always why, why humans shouldn't have wishes, because they will mess up. Yeah, all right. Well, I think I think we can lay this firmly at, at, at the at the doors of Yahweh, and say yes, but also Pandora's box. True. Uh, well, Pandora's box was a punishment right from the start. But it was don't open the box. Don't open the box. Yes. Um, but but it's open. Uh, Aeolus bag of winds. Yeah. Hmm. The so so the uh, the the trouble is that in this situation. Players tend to be genre savvy, mm-hmm. um, and if they know that they're in a genre where betrayal is a definite thing, they're going to dance. They're going to dance around it. This is fine when you're doing doing something with a, a firm st- setup like Bluebeard's Bride, where that's all it's about, and working through the the, the genre is what you're doing. Oh, but I, 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 I would like, if I bring this in, for there to be some doubt in the player's mind. I don't want this to be Shadowrun, where Mr. Johnson always betrays mm-hmm. you. Um, you. You kind of wonder why, why young people ever take these jobs in the first place. Yeah, quite. Uh, and why does anybody become a Shadowrunner? I mean, he's, 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 not for, he's not for the medical. Uh, I mean, he, he could, in theory, be, be because they have no other options, but they seem to have plenty of money to spend on guns. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, uh, the only people who uh, become Shadowrunners are those with very addictive behaviour patterns, which have bankrupted them already. (laughs) It may be drugs, it may be guns, it may be expensive cyber gear, but you're already in financial trouble Mm -hmm. until somebody comes along, I've got a job for you, this can solve all your problems. Be this as it may. Yeah, well, I'm just thinking thinking about this. And if, if you if you do this in a conventional role playing model, then either to trust or not to trust is the right action. Yes. And if the players pick the wrong option, they will feel annoyed. You could um, make it Schrodinger's uh, uh, blue, blue. Yeah, gear. and then you could, you could decide either whatever they do is right or whatever they do is wrong. But I don't think any of, any of those is really satisfying. No. Um, my inclination. And I should say I haven't haven't tried doing this as just an idea. Would be to try to give clues, mm-hmm. but also try to make both outcomes interesting. Yes, I mean Pandora's box. You looked in the box. Everybody's everything's terrible. Game over. Except that there's the ambiguous bit about whether the hope. That's left in there. Yeah, a, but but, it, but it's still clear that humanity would have been better off without the box being opened in the first place. I can't say the same. You can't say the same about the the the, the tree in the garden. Um, you really can't. The I think many people would. <sighs> yeah, look, those are the sort of people who think that Adam and Eve are going to live forever. It doesn't say that anywhere in the book. Yes, well, we we need not get into maximum preference utilitarianism. <laughs> What the hell is... All right. Those of you who aren't <laughs> it, interested... It leads to some very odd conclusions. All right. I, I have to look, my, look at that. Maximum preference utilitarianism. Right. Anyway. Anyway, the, the the point is, I think what you want... Yes, you're absolutely right. You want to have a clear head idea in your own mind about what's really going on. But... I, I, I also want a branching story. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't want to end it at the point of the decision by effectively saying 
either ha ha you got the wrong choice or congratulations you got the right choice there, there needs to be a continuing plot after that yes and and i think it's most satisfying if either a choice leads to an interesting continuing plot i'm thinking of a, a secret service setup either of knights black agents or maybe the setup in my victorian stargate game where they're working for a big um, important uh, secret service cheese and suddenly the, that person starts giving them instructions which make less sense, look very ambiguous. Now, Yeah, the, the, this is a trope of that sort of story, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it's certainly something I, I've used uh, in my games of that nature. So, so and how... And one of the, the nice tweaks on that is mm. you, you can justify after the fact, it, let, let us say the guy is being blackmailed or whatever, you can justify yeah. him not, not warning the PCs because he is being watched. Yeah. You can, you can if you really want, go with the whole um, a mind tap um, and uh, uh, and evil evil being in control of them. You can even go with the fact that it's not really Mad-Eye Moody, um, but, uh, uh, but uh, an, an evil imposter. That's a nice one. Hmm. Um, I think, and again... But there is a point here where they may feel this is an abuse of the way they've set up their characters. If their characters are nobles in the court of King Connell, and it turns out King Connell has gone evil, crazy, whatever, on them, then their own um, social status, their own, their own power, in a way, is derived from from the from their king. If if they paid points for uh, the for the secret service uh, boss as a patron, in a sense, you may be running against their expectations. I think it's fun to do so, but in well, if the decisions games, were easy, yeah, then they wouldn't be interesting decisions. True. Uh, one specific case of the patron thing, though, um, generally, what I've done in that setting is that sort of setting is. Either everybody pays it or nobody pays it, but either way, it's not a thing to distinguish characters. Okay. Yeah. Now, if some of them did and some of them didn't, then you've got a prop conflict. Yes. But that's a good thing. Mm, Is it necessarily? Uh, Yeah, because because it means they are external. And let's face it, role playing is more more about uh, melodrama than drama usually. Mm. And he's externalising the conflict that might otherwise be: Do I risk my stasis to expose this? Hmm. Yes. All right. Talking about differences between player characters, there is also the um, the traitorous player character, which is hard hard to set up. Really, only in one shots, as far as I'm concerned, and ideally, because it's so much fun, make them all. Yeah. I mean, I I don't generally run paranoia because I'm I'm not good at that quick improvisation, but. Uh, I've I've run called Cthulhu Adventures where basically yes yes we are all theoretically doing doing this thing, but we are each working for different agencies and we have our own uh, as, as we were yeah saying uh, saying earlier about the, about that uh, bundle of holding thing, you know, so you you have a reason to work together and not just shoot each other, but that doesn't mean you aren't going to be looking at your mates over a gun at some point. Hmm. True that. Hmm. The. Uh, hmm. The difficulty comes when you 
do something that is emotionally significant to the players and you're not quite sure you're not really aware of the degree that they they trusted this npc it is a dirty thing to do um it's within genre though yeah I mean, even if you're running, even if you're running Pendragon, there are, there are points where Arthur does things that are blatantly stupid. Oh, he's, he's more often, oh well, which ones? Failing to get an heir. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I um, uh, yes, there are legends about him having illegitimate sons, but um, and, and failing, having failed to get an heir, to do anything about securing the succession by other means. Yeah, well, that that uh, one one is unfortunate. The other is uh, is you're right, dead stupid. I mean, we, we we're down to Elizabeth at this point. Mm-hmm. Similarly, I believe it was what's his name, uh, Constans, uh, Constantine, son of Constans, who who was his nephew, great nephew or something, who was officially in line, but everything fell to pieces. Anyway. All right. The yes, and 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 then then you're into uh, shadows over Camelot uh, territory, where when you're wondering if the king is the one who's gone completely bonkers and betrayed betrayed the Round Table. Though I'd also like to say that uh, perhaps overdone quote that that, that the tragedy is, is the struggle of right versus right. Mm. Well, I don't. I don't. It, it, it is it is much more interesting as a scenario. Yeah. If there are perfectly good arguments to be made for. Both sides, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, he, yes, I agree. He's acting oddly, but he has acted oddly before, and, and we've and there there have been reasons for it. Let's trust him. And no, hang on a minute, this is not like those other times. You know, th- that that's a thing you can have a, a, an argument about that is dramatic and interesting. Yeah, and I think, uh, yeah, that I think that comes to the to the climax where the Avengers agree to uh, to hate each other of the Registration Act. Or um, I can't remember what my other analogy was now, but, but or, or the sundering of the of the fellowship of the ring that way we this, the yes the the but that if you don't know how if you don't know how the players are going to react to the revelation of why they've really been acting this way, that that risks shattering the campaign. Mm, I I find it it's sufficiently in genre that I haven't had a problem with that simply because my my players have read or watched or whatever in, enough. Mm. Whom can you trust? Fiction, cool. Well, not not exactly conspiracy fiction, but but at least you know we're not quite sure who who's who's on which side. Yeah, um, that they are not surprised. You know, the the bosses starting to act weird is is an expected shape of story. But I'm talking about the moral choice. If you may think that that the choice that your um, NPC has made is justified to betray the crown because, but your players' sense of them, their their characters, may differ one from the other. Whatever side they line up on, or even whatever sides they line up on, there are going to be on the other sides people for whom they have a certain amount of respect, and that's good. Yeah, which leads us into running civil wars, <laughs> um, and civil wars are always the the messiest and the, the hardest uh, to 
uh, uh, the hard, the hardest to get through without heartbreak. Everybody likes punching Nazis, but mm-hmm. the yeah, part of your problem is even other Nazis like punching Nazis. <laughs> oh, oh. You got I think I think stabbing them on the back with long knives is more yeah. more more the sort of thing that they went that they went in for. Uh is it possible to make the players the ambiguous traitors? The people well, who... players are certainly very prone to to decide whether or not one primed them to do so. Hang on a minute, this is all wrong. I'm going to go and do something else completely. Yeah. So, yes, in short, I think that's entirely possible. Right. The, the question of how people react to that leads into a thing I've been trying to develop for a while. Yeah. Um, not not got not done very well with so far. Um, basically, a a way of modelling long term relationships. Okay. As 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 what as augmenting. Uh, okay. T- well, tell m- me. M- tell m- me what m- you're trying to model. Most directly, the output would be when when you ask somebody um, somebody for something, how do they react to you? Yeah. Now. In a system like GURPS, you, you already have reaction modifiers and reaction rules for essentially for strangers. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I, I, I come, come up to the come up to the cop who, who's about to arrest my friends and try to talk him out of it, and that that is influenced by you know how glamorous I look, how skilled I am at social manipulation, that kind of thing. Yeah. What I would like to do is is to take some of that, some part of that reaction modifier, and turn it into here is somebody you've known for a while. How do you feel about them? Mm. Um, as, as it might be, you know, the, the 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 bartender at your regular. Yeah. Um, I I I could certainly go go down to the pub at the end of the road and, and ask for a favour, and they and they would probably do me a fairly substantial favour mm. because they know me. Yeah. Um, whereas if I if it were the first time I'd walked in, this wouldn't happen. So what I'd like is something like that. The the question is essentially how does it get modified? How long does it take to modify it? Uh, and when, and when, when are you spending your social credit rather than just using it? Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard. There are games which, um, especially in the Powered by the Apocalypse um, canon, which use um, what are called bonds between... But they're, they're, they're more about defining backstory and are useful in some ways. But they tend to be rather specialised things. I help this person because... Um, he saved my life once, or um, I will teach this person where he's going wrong. Hmm. Um, Whereas, you... if if you if you phoned me in the middle of the night and said, "Look, I need some help moving this body," yeah, I would not immediately call the police. <laughs> you did sacrifice some of your time. Kind, kindly <laughs> praise for Roger here in doing a backup for my crash at the computer system. Um, don't rely on this, listeners, uh, because because I have a certain amount of social credit with Roger. I'm not stretching it again anytime soon. But the, if if that could be got working, it could then be applied to things like essentially, look, I want, I want, I want you to to break your oath and and abandon your friends. Trust me, trust me. There's a really good reason for this. Yeah, I'm not saying you want to use this on PCs. Obviously, PC, players want to make their own decisions. But when a, when a, when a PC asks their friend, their NPC. This is a this is a game resource which you you have to spend time describing and maintaining, and if it's if it's a, a usable upper resource, 
when um actually yeah i think i think Con- consider hypothetical example um you know J- james bond's agency hmm. gets taken over by political dodgy types yeah and james bond tries to get q to give him some hardware yes yes it's there in the story but it isn't always um there in the game mechanics yeah, that, 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 that's the sort of this. thing I want to be able to apply this model to. It it may be overstretching and and not achievable by me, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm I can I can see it. what I can see why it is there. I I can also see, um, I can this is so much one one time only sort of thing that I'm not sure you want to make it a a mechanical thing. But, he, but Bond has a reputation. Hmm. Um, he has. Um, well, yeah, yeah. He, he has goodwill. He has goodwill. Call it, call it, call it that. Uh, that much, but you you can burn goodwill, and and uh, and Q, yeah, so, Q so, will probably say at the end, end, end of it, here are the keys. Don't ever call me again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's got, if he's sensible, he wants to keep his pension. Well, yes, and, and the, the, this also gives you an excuse for dramatic scenes like, no, no, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly give you that, and I would definitely suggest you you not take the bunch of keys from that cabinet over there while I go to the loo. Mm. <laughs> oh, I was shocked, shocked, I tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, arrest everybody. Yeah, the 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 thing to do when when things uh, go tits up when you've decided. To burn your relationships and go is uh, is it makes good individual role playing, but I'm ne- I'm not sure it's e- it's not really not easy to model on a group level. Um, and as I say, the reason you 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 want a, a unified party here um, responds to whatever it is you have revealed. And, do you? Well, what are you going to do if they split? Are you going to run? I, I don't want to give. I don't want to give up the party arguing because that's going to be fun, particularly if they're doing it in character. Yeah, but if they decide we cannot stay together, all right, you've just doubled your work for at least uh, a few sessions, maybe till the end of the campaign. Yeah, but they'll become each other's opposition, and that's great. All right, and then they can <laughs> kill each other, and that's even better. Yeah, that I, I, I think, I think preserving. Yeah, all right. I, I I will admit I've spent well, the party before. A, a, a way to avoid that, I think, would, would be essentially to say that um, whatever somebody does, you're all going to be tarred with the same brush. So, yeah, if 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 you are, yeah, if, one, if, one way or another, yeah. at least one side is going to be annoyed with you. Either, either of them is cap- capable of doing bad things, so you, so you need to throw in with the other side, and you pretty much need to do that as a whole. Yeah, um, you may say you are lo- loyal, but your teammates, your teammates are running through the forest of Dean howling like wolves. But yeah, it's Friday. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know where that campaign creating moment came from. <laughs> I think another another thing is that Stricky has had to resolve this own... If, if you're talking about a one-shot, then it doesn't have to be. It, it can be, you know, this, this is the end of this adventure, but there, there are wide open... Implications, yes. But though, though you want to see roughly which way that which way the arrow is pointing, um, within a campaign, there is at least it's the the thing people always say is things are never going to be quite the same again. Yeah, I mean, e- even if 
the boss was taken over by a brain parasite. You're going to be just looking a bit carefully each time he says something a bit strange now. Well, yeah. The, 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 I think the way you, you resolve it as a campaign is to have the player characters do something breaking the, the, the stalemate and resolving in favour of one side or another and genuinely make their performance on this mission to raid the Ministry of Magic or whatever it is. Mm-hmm decide things and break things and change things. But then we, we set up campaign um, assumptions on the idea that it will provide stories for us and you want to be able to make the fallout come more, there be more stories if you don't want to just un- abandon the campaign. If you, if you want to, if you want, even if you just want to go on to a second season, Mm-hmm. It's good manners to ensure that the ending, the fallout, leaves you possibilities. Well, do do bear in mind um, that's not hard to do. I think um, I mean, the, the agency has been pub- destroyed and publicly discredited, but there's still going to be a need for an agency that does what it did. Yeah, um, and we can get a bunch of bunch of new el- elderly, expensive actors to to, to play the bosses. Yeah. <laughs> With new and less generous contracts. Or, um, yes, the king genuinely did go mad, um, and we've had to put in... You know, there, there has been a substantial shift in power, so that if he goes mad again, he won't be able to do as much damage. Yeah. Or, well, actually, I think the one, the one there is... And now his son is regent for him, and um, he has some peculiar thoughts about how things should continue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Poor, poor George III. Well, I think we've uh, dug around this. If you can trust us, that some of this will probably be fun. Of everything, everything we recommend is fun at all times. If it's not, you're doing it wrong. Yes, well, that's what we're secretly thinking. Underrepresented in games, and the first thing that I wonder about this is why. Well, it, it's it's a bit depressing for it, a start. Yeah, yes. Uh, I, I can tell you what. Well, for a, for another, there are no Nazis you can punch. Mm. Um, well, it, it comes back to the thing we keep saying about the tragedy of good versus good. Well, except here, uh, I'm not quite okay, sure. Not, not very good. Not very good. Well. Uh, uh, both sides consider themselves to be in the right, um, though for numer- numerous and differing reasons. And, and well, but both, both sides consider themselves to be dra- dragged into a, a border squabble between two countries that they don't really care about. I think the Russians cared about Serbia. I've never understood why, but they do. Mm. Cyrillic letters. <sighs> Not many people use them. There's a good reason for that. Comradeship of, the, of the, their alphabet. Well, yeah. But the uh, but the problem is that for the great part of it, uh, the people deeply involved in the war lack agency. Mm. Um, they, I mean, you could certainly you could write an interesting game about being on a general staff somewhere, but I think it's not a role playing game terribly much. It's a resource management and politics. Mm. 
sort of a game. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure any of that is deeply interesting. In the Second World War, you had things like commando raids and um, and uh, fight, fighter pilots. You, I mean, there well, are you, you. You have small parties raiding across the lines um, yeah. on, on the trench fronts, at least. What you don't have typically is specialised groups of people who only do that. Yeah, it, it would be you know we, this particular bit of front and the unit on it need, <laughs> needs to do something, and so they will they will pick. Sneaky, some sneaky people and send them out to do, and do something. Yeah, so Major, find me our poachers. Yes, but they're coming back into the mud, and the and the very and the and the disgusting rations and the uh, the smell of death everywhere. Yeah, and and um, I don't see it being particularly appealing to say, um, all right, now six months later, when you do the next raid, half of you have died of just casual. Battlefield trauma, and the rest of you have trench foot. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, the 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 problem is, is that uh, that it's got it's it's a war of endurance, and not of action most of the time. It's also even harder than Second World War. Hard to have a group of PCs who see a lot of it. Yes, because um, yeah, there, there, there are historical Second World War units that that went to a bunch of the interesting battles. Uh, there aren't really mm. in the first, and particularly if, if you want if you wanted to get out of strictly infantry, say. Yeah. Um, well, that that then says to me, we've, we've talked about military gaming before, but um, what about espionage? And there certainly was a fair old bit of that. Yeah. Um, Sli- slightly awkwardly, most of it was done very very badly. And so a modern player with even the slightest awareness of tradecraft, which, you know, we all have just from having watched films, yeah. is, is, is more than many people in the historical war had. But uh, and, uh, I, I could see a, a, a very tragic story to be told about Matahari, who essentially, when told, you will spy for us or all be shot, said, yeah, OK, and then didn't do it and was then shot anyway. Well, uh, let 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 us try to. Uh, I mean, I mean, a good a good death scene is something I think we all enjoy. <laughs> but uh, let let it, um, um, but we've got a group of players around the table. Let us try in this war to avoid um, uh, either a tragic death scenes for all of them uh, or frustration. I think frustration will be a problem. Yeah, I think the the the, the secret here has to be to take the action away from. Um, if you're going to do a campaign, to take the action away from the 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 core uh, battles are in in Europe and onto the fringes, onto mm-hmm. things like um, the campaigns in Arabia. Um, yeah. To uh, yeah, there's a lot to be done involving the collapse of the Ottomans, which was happening anyway, but obviously got a big extra push. What were they collapsing from? Um. There are people who would know this in detail much better than I do, but 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 broadly, um, in internal politics, pretty much. All right, as far as I can see. All right, but but well, be this and um, uh, be this as it may. But finding, uh, I think the spy idea is a good one. Um, there's always um, Switzerland, I suppose. <laughs> um, there's uh, places. In the Aegean, I suppose, 
and yeah. uh, and the Middle East. Um, that is, there's a possibility of naval campaigns, but um, I'm not really sure that's good for role playing. Well, though there is an extremely good book um, which I have blanked on the title of, basically about about the Battle of Jutland and the events leading up to it, and and why things happened the way they did yeah. on, on both sides. It's more more about the Royal Navy um, uh, styles. Um, yeah, but but the but but the the player characters aren't going to get to make the decisions which made that. They're not going to be on the design committees of all no, those. But, but they can be working for one of the factions, such, such as the Signalers, mm. um, try, try, trying to point out that no, no, we really do need desperately complicated signal books so that nobody who isn't a signaler can can ever learn to do it. We do. All right, first chance. Carry on that chap. And um, b- because they w- they won't be read correctly in battle, we need very simple manoeuvres. <sighs> right, left, left hand down a bit. Well, no, precisely the opposite. It's it's pre-planned things. Okay, so if everybody was happy to do pre-planned things because you only need one signal that say says you know standard manoeuvre seventeen. <sighs> so so like Amer- American gridiron football. Yeah. Okay. Did that work? Up to the point where they came up against people who didn't have to do that, <laughs> it, the, the, it was a long, long internal political <laughs> battle as well, and the Victoria Campanile incident did not help, hmm. which was ba- basically a, a collision and sinking of, of two first-rate ships. Because some for reasons which are still not entirely clear, but probably involved um, what what uh, a, a misinterpreted signal, though it's really not at all certain, and the, the chap who did it. Yeah, was what was one of the champions of the no? Hang on a minute, we need tactical signals, and then we need to release people to fight individually at a, at a given point, as opposed to we will fight a big set piece battle. Mm. So, in spite of the fact that it was the, the set piece that had failed, his style of signalling got discredited. Oi, <laughs> it's 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 a mess. Uh, all right, I, uh, the the problem. Some of the problem here is. That you are that, that there are such long periods of stalemate and not making a difference, even at sea. Um, yeah. That there is a lot. There are long periods of they're not coming out of their uh, ports today. No, no, same as yesterday. See you again tomorrow. Yeah, so that that to me pushes it towards a sort of low level soap opera. Um, you know, the, the, here is daily life on board the ship, which would possibly be made made interesting, but it would it would be challenging. Yeah. Well, in that case, um, is it more interesting if we twist history a bit and alter some of the um, alter some of the outcomes? Um, we can you can start a dozen wars, verbal wars um, on any um, internet uh, message board about about what would happen if um, von von what's his name's turn hadn't happened? Could they have taken Paris and all that sort of thing? Mm. Um, Somehow opening, finding something that would open up the war. Um, well, that was that was the the holy grail they were looking for, right the way through, and they didn't really find it during the duration of the war. Uh, so I think, on the whole, either espionage or um, colonial campaigns have to be the the sort of model that you go for. Hmm. 
I'm also, if one's looking for a short-term game, uh, I do feel horror stories often work better as short-term games because if people are getting deliberately getting involved with the horror multiple times, it's not really a horror story anymore. Yeah. Um, but, but it's but, a, I think it's a very good milieu for horror stories, essentially because the world is already horrible. It's large and uncaring will squash you at random. Yeah. And, uh, and, th- and that is a setting in which people are already prone to think in the right mode for, we've, we've got this... The, this, this end of the trench feels cold and and, and um, Bill just froze to death last night even though it wasn't freezing. Right. Well, the trouble is that things are so horrible that it's very difficult to see subtle differences won't, won't, won't cut it and blatant differences seem to be exploiting the, the 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 historical tragedy. Oh, you 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 could have horror um, of without a supernatural component. Uh, pl- plenty of horrible people taking advantage of the situation. Yeah, uh, there always are. But the horrible people who are you're allowed to shoot at the horrible people on the other side. It's the horrible people on your own side that are. Um, more challenging. I, I, I would frame the new lieutenant who's going to get us all killed as a horror story. Yeah. And as Yeah, but one suspects that whilst there weren't as many fragging as as a as there were in Vietnam, they happened. Mm-hmm. Um could you get a... Yeah, but part of the part of the thing reason it's a game is how do you set that up and get away with it? Actually, I think part of the reason, uh, thinking about my problems with, um, oh, with um, writing a detective scenario, I think one of the things you do is have somebody else kill the uh, the evil lieutenant, and uh, and the blame falls upon you and your squad. Well, after all, there was talk. I was, t- uh, the, I was taught you were charged with insul- insubordination, Corporal, 15 times in a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, this Corporal holds the record for the most field promotions of any soldier in the war. <laughs> <laughs> to Corporal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think, why, why, why do you feel inspired by this to look at well, I, I, I think there are things about it that don't sh- don't show up in other common role playing settings so, uh, such as mud and trench foot yes but but also the okay this this, this, may, this may tie into my liking for uh, the Cthulhu mythos as a setting yeah the sense that there is big stuff going on that may well end badly that you can't really do anything about but you can win your little victory yeah but what what does a little victory look like in the trenches? We uh, live for another week. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, yeah, but um, uh, where, more, where, more than many Call of Duty characters manage. Well, this is true, and you may get away with shooting yourself in the foot this time. The, I think that uh, the, the trouble is that the sense of despair here is well grounded, mm-hmm. and. The, the the horror you can't do more horrific than the fact that the um, psychiatrists, uh, as they probably weren't called then, had the duty of getting men stable enough to send them back to hell, mm-hmm. and um, this makes the setting of uh, an insane asylum in war uh, 
but both more and less horrible at the same time that people are trying to cure people to go back to madness and uh yeah it it, it agency is at the core of role, role playing mm-hmm. uh, your choice is making some difference even if only a tiny one um and and the differences here are very very tiny yeah some of that i th- i think may may be uh, um achieved by setting the field of view so if 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 you leave the the greater conflict out out of the immediate day-to-day gaming yeah then then that's le- le- less of a drag on the um, thing i mean obviously it's it's there in the background but we want it there in the background as as yeah. overall atmosphere yeah no the the front uh the the front has a as a monster in the in the background whilst you're dealing with the 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 local problems. This is why I say set it set it on the fringes of the really great and terrible things that are happening. If role playing were more about soap opera, then there would be many options. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's 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 not a genre that's ever seemed to be terribly successful. I think soap but, opera works as it does in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, best as best in balance with other elements um, mm. and. Uh, Pure soap opera, yeah, I, I agree. Which is why, one of the reasons I'm having difficulty reading that Jane Austen game um, because its elements seem to be pure so, soap opera. Mm. Um, and I, I am too much of a genre fan to be able to say, I want to do this forever. Occasionally, yes, but you know, yeah. not, not have the game be entirely about that. Is it a good place to do weird stuff? I think so. Um, with, with obviously the the usual con- concerns of sensitivity, hmm. but in terms of technology, it is essentially the end of the steampunk era, hmm. which means it, it's it's your last chance to bring in really weird steampunk things before the ethos shifts and they feel different. Hmm. Uh, I, I, given institutional rigidity, if you, if you give the Royal Navy flying ships, it will probably look an awful lot like the actual historical Royal Navy anyway. Hmm. Um, though, I think just as much in the Second World War, particularly if you look at the war in the air, yeah. uh, you you have got very fast technological progress. Yeah, and th- th- do bear in mind this is an era where my my definition of an aviation pioneer is is somebody whose first flight was in an aircraft that they had constructed, and they had to work out how to land. <laughs> there are many of these alive at this era. Yeah. But it's starting to be a a a war of factories against factories as well as men against men. Yes and no. I mean, yes or, yes or right, you can't produce as many planes as you'd like, but you also don't have as many pilots as you'd like. Hmm. And that, that's, why, that's why you throw them in so fast without the training. It, it's not, you know, if, if, if you uh, could produce more planes, you wouldn't necessarily have a lot more planes in the, in, in the battlefield. Yeah, the Biggles, the role-playing game, uh, comes to mind. The, the the setting of a of a fighter squadron on the Western Front, in some ways, is very good for the soap opera concerns and for the espionage and um, mm-hmm. and special operations con- uh, concerns. It's you, you also have the thing that you get you get in a medium-sized group of 
Uh, you can start developing NPCs a bit, and then if, if the players are interested in them, then you can line them up as potential replacement PCs if that's needed. Yeah. And, uh, of course, there's going to be a constant stream of replacement characters coming in. True. Um, I think you probably want to be... A, you would probably want to, to focus it around a really good aerial combat system because the, the, the fights, the, the air fights should be uh, really part about of the whole damn thing. Uh, yeah, you, you certainly want it to be more than role piloting, role gunnery. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, then, you, then you're moving off into, uh, into miniatures territory. Maybe. Um, I, th- I, th- I think there's an intermediate thing. I mean, if you're familiar with the GURP spaceship system, yeah. Uh, not not the tactical hexagrid one, the one in the basic book. Mm. Um, there is more there than roll piloting to get advantage and roll gunnery to shoot them. You you have to choose particular sorts of manoeuvre. Mm. But I, but it also um, would expand... Any, anything de- decently uh, detailed would expand to fill all the playing time available to Well, it. yeah, but let's face it, so so do so does melee and ranged combat in almost every role-playing game. It's always the most detailed thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, if, if we say for, for aerial fights it's, it's going to be as complicated as that, I don't think that... And, and that they are going to happen once every session or two. But for, um, you know, a fist fight on the ground or, or potting at somebody with a pistol, it's not... Mm. I I think that would be doable. I think the achievable shift of focus. Yeah, it's, it's constructing and uh, uh, the the aircraft and making the managing of that simple enough, but um, uh, but de- but detailed enough as well. There's another powered by the apocalypse. Um, the the um, Soviet female pilots one. Oh yeah, obviously not not re- relevant to this era, but uh, I'm sure one could mine it for. Complications. Hmm. I, uh, you've let your World War Two game deviate a fair bit from the uh, from the actual historical setting. Yeah, starting from I, the point I think where, where you a, introduced magic. I think that was an inevitable consequence of having a game that was intended to have as its scope the entire war. Um, hmm. If I had said, right, you are all members of this this infantry unit and you're going to go, you know, basically the the big picture history stays as it was, um, but but you can make make small differences. That could be quite fun, but it it would there would be an element missing there that I enjoy, which is the seeing how your actions knock into the big picture. Yeah, well, I think I think it's because of what you said about the. Um amateurishness of World War One espionage, you don't have the sense that there are those backroom agencies which are doing important things in the First World War, mm. that you don't believe that there is, there is somebody um, in charge and capable of um, of uh, handling, handling things that will inf- influence the whole big picture. Oh, what what I'm not sure how practical this would be, but um, one one way of adding weirdness: a bunch of time travellers. Yeah, that's always a temptation. Who 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 want to push things in a particular direction? Are you the people who are? Are, are you the time travellers? Are you the people discovering and trying to stop them? <laughs> I think either way, you need you need um, a, an enthusiastic and involved GM to keep keep track of just how things are pushed and you know, who is susceptible to pressure in what way and so yeah. on. 
Not to mention what the time traveller's plan would be in the first place, uh, and whether it would work. Yeah. Probably not, because they never do. Well, yeah, the... Uh, the uh, the sudden appearance of uh, armoured vehicles on either side. Hmm. Actually, I think what you do is you start with the other side getting the aid of time travellers, and, uh, and and German German panzers uh, suddenly emerging, and it beca- and around the world they all become panzers rather than tanks. There, there's a thing which I've seen done in. Um visual media with a historical setting and, and a weird twist mm. um, particularly anime uh, you, you get something set in the second world war and then the, then the aliens turn up Ooh. and the aliens are using recognisably 1980s 1990s designs for example Yeah, and that, that is a nice visual shorthand for saying this is weird and it's, it's, it's not part of what these people understand but it's something you as the reader can recognise you as the viewer can recognise yeah that's after what, what was it called, Harry Turtledove thing, hmm. yeah, um, and also, uh, also it's 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 the guns of the South again, um, which is also Harry Turtledove. Now I come to think of it, rather better, I thought, possibly because he limited himself to one book. <sighs> yeah, well, he do, he does like to spread himself about a bit, and sometimes it's better than others. Be this as it may, I think. Uh, I, I I think that there there may be fun to be had here, but you're going to have to twist history quite a lot to to make it to make it work. Well, I, possibly slightly specialised fun. Hmm, all right, but uh, yeah, there are very few unambiguously heroic uh, moments in the war. There are there are some, but um, there are very few, and it was a, a long hard slog and. Well, here, here's a big picture game. Okay. Uh, the external faction is not aligned with side A or aligned with side B. It is explicitly trying to get them to burn themselves out on each other. Oh, yes. A, a future, a, t- a time-travelling uh, 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 Lenin was right and we can prove it faction. <laughs> um, trying to destroy all the imperial powers simultaneously. Um, and then start the revolution um, simultaneously all across the world, and Marx was right too. Yeah, that 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 might that might happen, but I'm not sure how you encourage two sides to. Well, you give them oh, you give them both the same set of um, advanced technical weapons, um, and then uh, and then let them have at each other. Mm-hmm. And and encourage the mindset of if we, if we just outlast them we'll win. Yeah, down to the last drop of blood, which was there anyway, um, and nations did fall then all. Yeah, the the thing I I would feel edgy about is just just as in World War Two, um, I I find it untenable to say that thing, things like the Holocaust were were caused by external influence. I'd, I would rather... I, I, I want to stick with human evil is human evil and human yeah. stupidity is human stupidity. And it doesn't take a lot of pushing or necessarily any to get people to behave in evil and stupid ways, hmm. given, given the right initial conditions. But uh, it, it ta- it, I sometimes feel it's not a good thing to do to take something like the the, the World Wars and then invent something worse. Um, 
I, I felt that way about S.M. Sterling's um, Dragon novels, mm-hmm. which I have a, a distinct dislike for. Um, and the uh, and to 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 look look at the the trenches and then invent something more horrible is a is a job that I'm not sure I wanted to undertake. Mm. Have we said what we have to say? No, I think so. And now, episode seven of the Fathomless Sleep: The Friends of Mickey Cohen. Okay, the uh, and Ted says, "Yeah, Seagull, Mickey Cohen's. Well, I wouldn't say he's uh, he's he's not crazy, but he's not as crazy as Seagull. He's." He's sort of Seagull's number two, as far as, as far as we can tell, anyway. And you're probably going to have to hang around a bit on the street to, to find him, eventually. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mickey, I feel, is not the guy you 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 just uh, stroll up and talk to. Hmm. And it's 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 Mickey's guy I want, not Mickey himself. His guy for what? I don't know anything about about Mickey's guy. Yeah, but you know that if there's a if there's a place his people hang out, that might be where. Rather than you know, yeah. I, I go up against him. He gives no, you... no disrespect to your brothers in blue, but I may not come back. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my brothers in blue go up against him. They may not come back. <laughs> well, they come back a whole lot richer. Oh, that's true. And for that is true. So what what I'm looking for is what's his place. Uh, he gives you a list of uh, uh, whorehouses, um, gambling joints, and eateries where uh, Bugsy, uh, where Mickey Cohen can be found. I'm looking at this problem card and th- I'm thinking that the, that the middle one of those is the, is the most likely, which is since like since I was being tempted at the Allegria. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going. I'm going to have to go and do some gambling purely for the sake of the purely investigation. Purely for the sake of. Okay. Um, it's well, your streetwise allows you to end up um, on the other side of uh, of of a craps table, uh, watching uh, watching Mickey Cohen um, act like a wise guy, um, throwing some money around. Uh, Grinning in an unpleasant manner at people, you get the impression that he is a nasty person, but quite smart. You can make an approach to him here, or you could wait. That's really not the right. I mean, even in a place where you own the cops, it's not considered polite for somebody to come up and say, "Who's your guy who disposes of people?" Oh, quite. I think what I want is not to talk to him, but to talk to his hangers-on. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe there's some guy who who's on the way up and wants to wants to prove himself, and uh, maybe, maybe maybe he wants to be where Mickey is someday, and and maybe he's look, looking for a way to get ahead. Okay, you say you're trying to run a con on one of his one of his associates. <sighs> I wouldn't put it in quite those terms. We are not. <laughs> 
playing in Gates of the City at the moment, and you're not playing that character. <laughs> Focus. That was yesterday. Um, it, it, it's it's more um, it, it's a combination of you 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 can get ahead yourself a bit by spilling this, and okay. and it and it won't come back to you. Okay, I'm going to say that. All right, there is a guy, a guy called Sandy. And, and I think that, 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 that tempted may get swapped for broke, but I, I think uh, that, that well, is... Well, actually, no. I'm going to put that two, minus two uh, penalty on the cool roll you're going to have to make. That's fair enough. To, um, to convince him that you are somebody important who can help his career. I'm not particularly cool in the first place. And I roll a one. Uh, so on the whole, I'm going to the... say if you uh, no no, <laughs> you're, you're going to have to you're going to have to take on the broke um, problem because you spend entirely too much. That's just to get an extra die roll, or you can find yourself um, <laughs> uh, being dragged in front of Mickey. Do you want to take the broke? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end of an evening's. Um, at the end of an evening's um, uh, lively entertainment, you and Sandy are sitting back and, um, and and chatting about things. He's convinced you are somebody who knows somebody and a guy who knows a guy. And he's, he's seen you around with Mickey, he's sure. He's not quite sure who you are. But <laughs> he says, so you can now lead into the questions you wanted to ask. Yeah, which which is sorry. Do you want me to roll? Or? Oh, actually, I want you to roll another die roll. Yeah. That's okay, that's four. good. That's five. You got him. He's not your best buddy, but he's when he's but you've spent an evening together. You're slightly drunk, and you can ask him a question or two. So I hear there's this guy who makes people forget things. Oh him? <laughs> yeah, I hear it's it's his moonshine. Maybe. Uh, you mean the guy in the desert? The guy you uh, looked after that dame. Oh, her. And she was crazy. I mean, just bursting out like that. I mean, yeah, maybe she did want to do something for... Uh, but, you know, you know you got to be discreet in this business, right? you got to be discreet. Oh, uh, yeah. Guy out in the desert. The guy, uh, oh, what's his name? Roy? Roy, is it? I think it's Roy. It begins with a B. Mm, Mickey met him in the joint. Or maybe it was Mickey's cousin. Mickey's got a lot of cousins. Friendly guy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mickey looked him up when we came into town, and he's got... Uh, he takes care of things, you know. Some people... Yeah, it's the sort of time. Some people go away forever when they, they go... When he deals with them, and some of them just forget stuff. He provides some really ferocious hooch, you know. Mm -hmm. Really, uh, make uh, that 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 wipe. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not as smooth as this stuff, but you know, old-fashioned moonshine. So a friend of mine might have a need to talk to this guy. Well, San Bernardino is <coughs> his garage in San Bernardino. That's the place to go. There's a there's an oil rig. You can't miss it. It's an oil rig. Um, oh god, that's, that's too much whiskey. Uh, there's there's an oil rig on on the property. Uh, Derek, 
not they don't they don't uh, pump anymore, but it's it's there. You'll you start at San Bernardino and, and say and say Mickey sent you. Well, don't say Mickey. Say I sent you. Say Sandy sent you. Sure, sure. But yeah, he's he's Mickey's guy, and, and you got to be. Oh God, I think I'm going to throw up. Help him out. Don't 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 and disgracing himself in front of his boss. Well, I think you're a long way from Mickey. But Fire off. Time. Don't and disgrace yourself <coughs> in front of anybody. Oh yeah. So, what are you going to do now? Apart <sighs> from recovering from your hangover and looking at your depleted wallet. I'm sure this had a lining when I started this morning. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I have to go there. Um, this may not map directly to game mechanics. Yeah. Um, but but it seems to me that I, I have this thing from, from Marshall Daly agreeing to help, and it looks as if we've now got the guy who yeah. did whatever was done. And he, he might want to come along for the ride. He's, he does, yeah. He says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to help you out, Davis. Uh, Mr. Raymond, sir. Yes, uh, ha, ha, have some words with this guy. Okay. Uh, he looks as if he's, he's thinking about that going out and having words with a guy who disappears people is something he's never done before, but he really ought to be... Uh, he's, he's stealing himself. Um, and he's twitchy all the way out to San Bernardino. But eventually... Uh, well, you, you, I'll ask him before we leave. You got a piece? Uh, no. Have the backup. Thank you. That's the dangerous end. He gives you a look <laughs> and reminds himself that he's, he's a soldier of the revolution and stuffs, his, stuffs the gun clumsily into a pocket. And you're out in the desert and the sun and Los Angeles and all those um, all those well-watered lawns seem a, a long way away. And there's a garage with an abandoned oil derrick on it and nobody in sight. Sign begin with a name beginning with B, maybe? Yeah. Oh, this is the place. And the name is Bedacht. Near as you can make out from the dust and the sand. Mm. I'm not going to stop to clean it off. Hmm. Okay. So, what, what have we got? Basically, a single building on a its single own. building. It looks as though those doors over there lead to an apartment over the body shop. There are some vehicles inside and more than that you cannot see. Open door to the body shop? Or? There's an open door, yeah. I'll start in there. Um, I'm trying to be reasonably sneaky, but I don't suppose Marshall is an expert sneaker. Uh, Arsenal is far from an expert sneaker and is twitchy. What's more, you start looking around. There's no cover, no sound from the birds that aren't in the trees that aren't there anyway. And you start looking around. Underneath a drop cloth you find a still. 
Mm-hmm. With it, uh, it, it, there are some mason jars containing um, white liquid with dates sprawl, s- scribbled on them in crude handwriting. And as you're looking around this, uh, the, the still, then about, and you start to move towards the desk in the corner, you hear a low moaning emerging from the trunk of a nearby car, Nash Ramble, entered. grandfathers was at Gallipoli uh, and if you want to write it and tell us what your grandfathers did in uh, in the uh, First World War, um, we can be reached at. I'll leave a message on the website or email podcast at tekeli.ly and we'll be back in another month's time. <laughs>